Lions. They go for it. Three seconds left. They decide not to kick the field goal. They go for it, and they score a touchdown over a completely unaware uh, Brown. Brown with an interception today, but that last uh, piece of coverage, I think, gets him cut. Uh, I don't I don't like that. Tony Brown, fourth-year player out of Alabama from Beaumont, Texas, I believe, right? Um, Tony Brown, uh, yeah. I, just terrible. Awful. Not a bad first half for the Colts. Not bad. Mike Strawn played really, really well and is going to again. Th- this kills me. This happened last year. It's happening again this year. Uh, Mike Strawn and Sam Ellinger are going to light up social media. People will want Mike Strawn as a starter in this uh, for this team. Last year, we saw the same thing with Strawn. We saw Strawn do what Strawn does, and then gone, oblivion, inactive most of the games last season. And uh, so what are you going to do? You know, you see that he's got talent to be a really, really good wide receiver in the NFL Touchdown reception in the first half. And, of course, there's Sam Ellinger. And Sam Ellinger is a guy that people are going to call for to be the starter on this team, not just the backup. They want Sam Ellinger as a starter for this team. And that's crackers, straight crackers. It's all right. Hey, this is special live halftime lunch with Kent. Fantastic. Colts uh, and Lions tied at halftime, 13 apiece. This is why... It's, uh, boy, oh boy, the, the preseason can get a little bit crazy, right? We're brought to you by the great people of BUSR. You want to get into sports wagering? This is the way to do it. Your initial deposit up to $1,000, they will match. And if you deposit $1,000, they'll match that 1000 and throw you 25 uh, casino chips as well. How about that for action? That's, I mean, it's beautiful. Wonderful. Colts were three-point dogs today. I felt really good about them as three-point dogs until that last play of the first half. By the way, we will have a call-in immediately following this as the second half begins. Uh, So download the call-in app. Join me. We're going to talk about the second half as it happens for about the first half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. Have a very, very, very nice time and a productive conversation. I like that. It's it's interactive. That's fine. There is no call-in number. You download the call-in app on your phone. Just activate the app. Look for Colts call-in, and you activate. You're there. You say, I, I want to be a caller. You unmute yourself, and all of a sudden, we're chopping it up, and it's great. At any rate, first half comes to a close. Uh, the worst play of the half for the Colts, Tony Brown kind of... Uh, uh, looked pretty good for a minute because of his pick. And then that lack of recognition that the ball's on its way uh, with that play, three seconds left. you got to see man and ball. It, you can't just look at the man and hope the ball's not thrown to him. You can't do it. Uh, most of the starters not playing. Matt Pryor got some run at left tackle. Bernard Ryman has gotten run at left tackle since. Uh, you have seen... Uh, some of the problems with that offensive line depth, Murray, not great today, uh, playing a lot of snaps at right tackle. Uh, Fries, French, and, and then you've got uh, uh, from Ball State, of course, Danny Pitter, who's playing center today or has played center. We'll see what happens in the second half. Uh, Sam Ellinger today. People love Sam Ellinger. Five to seven, 70 yards. That's 10 yards a pass attempt. 
and that is plenty. That's very nice. The touchdown pass to Mike Strong, who leads the team along with Des Patman in receptions. Three receptions for Strong, 45 yards. Three receptions for Patman, 49 yards. A touchdown, like I mentioned, to Mike Strong. Uh, boy, oh boy, Detroit has run it 18 times for 99 yards. That defensive front, I'm telling you, I, I know that Chris Ballard wants covets eight or nine defensive linemen who are plug-and-play guys, and there's not a big fall-off. There's a big fall-off. They did not get the pressure they need to get to be able to stop uh, even a guy like David Blau, who's 16 of 22 for 76 yards. Have you ever seen a guy complete, what, almost 75% of his passes and yet average 3.5 yards per, per attempt, not per reception, per attempt. I, that's crazy. I've never seen that. But the, the Lions are running the ball well. They've run it 18 times for 99 yards. That's five and a half yards per carry. The Colts have not been able to run the ball at all. They've run it eight times for 11 yards. And that's not so good. Uh, defensively, when, when you have... Uh, uh, when you got EJ Speed, you got a chance. EJ Speed looks good. He looked good right away uh, this game, started this game, looked really nice, fast, quick to the ball. I like EJ Speed a lot. If Darius Leonard can't go week one, I'm okay with EJ Speed playing that spot against the Houston Texans and maybe even the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tyquan Lewis looked pretty good today. Efedi Odenigbo uh, had a sack, but it was kind of like, it looked like Blau on a couple of plays. Blau is ready to crumple, right? The pocket has broken down. He's ready to get hit. He's ready to fall and protect himself. And the Colts couldn't even get to him then. You have got to be able to get pressure for this defense to work. And they did not get pressure in the first half in the way that they need to. You've got to be able to do that. Or you've got real problems if you're the Indianapolis Colts. If, you're, if you've got Gus Bradley's defensive scheme, right, that cover three, and he does a lot of different things. I mean, he'll go cover zero, he'll go quarters, he'll go all over the place, play some cover two from time to time, two deep safeties, uh, stagger the safeties, he's got them all over. But all of it is predicated upon getting pressure to the quarterback with front four. He is not real dynamic with blitzing. He'll do it sometimes, but not very often. The Raiders last year with Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator, they were last in the league in blitz percentage. So it's the, the four have got to get home. And if the four don't get home, there's no help for them. Gus Bradley ain't going to go to a blitz package, a heavy blitz package. He's just not. So Buckner, Stewart, Pay. And, uh, and Ngakwe, and by the way, if you don't follow uh, Yannick Ngakwe on Twitter, what the hell is wrong with you? Got to follow Yannick uh, on Twitter. He's funny. He is very, very conversant. He will respond to almost everything. He's terrific on social media. So there you go. Um, you know, he, here's the thing. And Doug asks about the difference between Ellinger and Foles. And, and the primary difference between these two guys and the reason you, you employ a backup quarterback a lot of times is he fits the jersey of the starter. You with me? So if you've got a starter who's 6'4", not terribly mobile, 
has his strengths throwing the football in different areas. That's the guy you want as a backup. So you don't have to change the whole offense. <clears throat> Last year with Wentz, Ellinger worked. Ellinger was a better backup with Wentz, despite the fact that from a stature perspective, they weren't similar, right? Ellinger's 6'1 if he's 6'1, right? Wentz, big guy. But they both move really well, and they deliver the ball a little bit similarly, all right? With uh, Matt Ryan, not very mobile, a little bit mobile, more mobile than Phillip Rivers. Big, does a nice job with that ball control offense, right? Kind of a West Coast-ish offense. You know what? Foles is a backup for Matt Ryan. Sam Ellinger would be a backup for, let's say, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, just to pull a name out of the hat. Guys who can run with the football, guys who are mobile inside the pocket, are going to prolong plays in the pocket and then get rid of the football. Ellinger is that kind of guy. So as you, as you try to build your roster and try to build your backup quarterback scenarios, that's how you do it. it, it some do. You might want to keep Sam Ellinger. Uh, as a third quarterback, Rick Venturi said this in the first half, the great Rick Venturi, and he's right, kind of gives you a different look and, and forces the opponent to prepare for something else. If you've got a package that Sam can run and be effective with, with the starters, that's not all bad. But you saw it early in the game, and then he kind of got his feet under him. But you saw early in the game, Sam Ellinger kind of decide, all right, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this. He ran out of bounds on the one point where he scrambled to his right, took the sack rather than just dumping it out of bounds to, to move the ball back up to the original line of scrimmage, which is just silly. Um, but then things clicked, and all of a sudden he's getting the ball to Granson and getting the ball to Strong, getting the ball to Patman a little bit, and things start to work for the Indianapolis Colts with Sam Ellinger. All right. That's halftime. Again, it's 13-13. Don't believe your eyes. There is nothing to see here that is going to tell you anything about what's going to happen on September 11th, September 18th, September 25th. No, no, no. Don't believe your eyes. Enjoy watching the game because what the hell else are you going to do at 2.33 on a Saturday afternoon, right? It's wonderful that Mike Strong's playing well. It's wonderful that Sam Ellinger is playing well. But to look at these guys playing today and extrapolate that toward regular season success, that is not the way this works. So let's take a deep breath. Understand that Matt Ryan is a starting quarterback, and you're going to have these three guys as long as they're healthy. You're going to have Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. Paris likely running out of the slot. All right? That is what is going to happen for this football team. And that's how they're going to win games. If Mike Strawn comes in and Mike Strawn helps, that's wonderful. Des Patman, wonderful. All right? Hey, by the way, Sterling Weatherford of Hamilton Heights High School looked really good. And I couldn't help but wonder... I don't know how many of you remember Grant Weatherford played basketball at Hamilton Heights and then went to, uh, went to Purdue briefly and transferred out. I wonder what kind of football player Grant Weatherford would have been if he had played football instead of basketball. Really kind of a similar sort of cat. So 
Um, but anyway, those are the things that people think about. By the way, speaking of, of high school basketball heroes, I met Kyle Guy's mom last night at the Yacht Rock concert. And it was fantastic. She was just great. I said, hey, I don't mean to bug you. She's a friend of a friend. So she was there. And I was like, I don't mean to bug you. Everybody, you know, tells you how great your kid is. I get it. You know, here. I just want to shake your hand, tell you that Kyle Guy is like a great interview. Always enjoyed talking to him when I was on the radio. And she said, I don't do handshakes. I do hugs. Big hug. And we talked about Kyle for a minute. Very, very nice. Uh, second half coming up. Colts, Lions. I told you, you know what? Colts plus three looked really, really good to me because preseason at home against kind of an also-ran opponent when starters aren't going to play. I don't know where the plus three came from, but I liked it. I liked it a whole lot more before that last play of the first half. We go to call-in. Can't wait to talk to you then. Download the call-in app. Off we go. And by the way, you want to make a little wager on sports, you go to the BUSR uh, app or, or website, busr.ag. And and uh, you know what? Like I said, your first deposit, they'll match up to a grand. How about that? Nice. See you on the call-in app.